Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Channel. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Well... Is his agent enough of a so- of a source, Dalvin Cook? Is that trust? We need Schefter, don't we? Maybe I'll wait until there's a, an actual uh, team announcement before I hit send on the uh, payment for <laughs> the demo. That, that, that did not last long. Was that yesterday or the day before? Day before. Dalvin Cook to the Ravens. It's just you know why not? I think I I am with you that he seemed shot like last yeah. year, but, <laughs> right? And and the team the league basically did. Kind of send the same message, but um, I think why Experience, not? Experience, blah blah blah. Everything Experience. you said, everything you said on Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Plus, they have two bye weeks to work somebody in if they, you know, they might think that that's that's a good thing. Gives them a better chance to acclimate someone. Uh, oh, it's running back. You know, they just go left. <laughs> Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Sal, any reaction to the reported signing of Dalvin Cook by the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> Uh, I think it's amazing. Um, he goes from a six-win team. I think Rich Semini wrote this to a Super Bowl contender. That's incredible, right? It's good for him. He's probably got a lot of purple clothes already, too, for having played uh, for Minnesota for years. So it could be just an easy transition there. Mm. Well, one just just because I'm thinking of it here, Sal, for, for starters, um, a few minutes ago, just thinking about the Dolphins and their perspective on this game, can it be overstated? Just what it would feel like for them to win. What what can be overstated is their their actual stake in the playoff picture because they're in either way. But if you think of, if you will, Miami's pain against the Bills playoff game last year, just like sometimes beatings like what happened here in Week Four, and you're at home and you might not even have the crowd and you're an underdog and generally probably feeling really disrespected after what's overall been a good year. Man, like, what a, what a game this is for them. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, and I think that um, reading some stuff coming out of there, they, they have that those same feelings, right, which is they've been pushing all year to show they're for real, if you will, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that they're as good as their record, and it's not just against these bad teams. But until they do it, until – and, you know, and, I, and I'll tell you, I think that a lot of what I've read is – kind of been really specifically about the Bills. They they haven't been able to beat the Bills. They did last year in the heat down there, but really it's been every time they play the Bills, they wind up losing, and Josh Allen owns them and plays so well against them. So I think a lot of it is just focused on who this, this opponent is for them. It's not just everything you said, which is right, Mike. I'm getting the sense that they're just basically like, hey, we got to beat this team. Like, we haven't right. beaten this team, and we got to do this at some point. They're 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 sick of the bills, and it's it's nice to be a team that yeah. someone is sick of. 
<laughs> I mean, we went through it here in New England, right? And then right. when it finally happened, I mean, I remember it was the COVID year in New England. You remember, guys, remember that night game? Belichick, Belichick with the phone, right? Belichick the phone. You're right. That's exactly what yep. I thought of. Yes. I only heard about it. That's right. And <laughs> I wasn't there because we couldn't travel that year. So mm-hmm. I remember that year doing the game from the, the home press box, but watching it. But it was so amazing to know. And you know what you know what it was about that moment to me? And I don't know I don't think that this would be for the Dolphins, but I, I guess you could feel this way for them. I wouldn't feel this way for them. But I think we also all knew at that time, like, okay, it's here. It's finally like it's gonna be like this for a while. Right? They they might get a win here or there, but these two teams are totally going in opposite directions. I don't think I would feel that way about Miami, and I don't think Miami would feel that way about Buffalo. Maybe I guess hardcore fans would. But it, that was so satisfying to be in that position right. at that time, and I'm sure that that's the way they feel about this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, crazy fans will be crazy fans, but there's no way you could feel like you've killed the Bills off, like we felt the Bills had done to the Patriots in that game in 20 up there. It yep. was like Brady's right. gone and it's going the wrong way, and we just came here and like Darth Vader just got mad. But, but uh, yeah. we made him mad. Like that, it was very. See, people were calling, crying. The day after yes. that game, like it just—it was incredible it was how much it meant how therapeutic it was for people. Yeah, but you also—we did. You, you also can't be anybody unless you beat this team. Like the Dolphins can't really be an actual thing unless they win one of these games or win one of these years. Right? Again, this game could play out, and in two weeks, it's ancient history because. One way or the other, right. it's a very different you know, outcome once the playoffs arrive. But you can't – the Bills for many years with the Patriots, like you're saying, you can't be a thing unless you come out on top once in a while. Yeah, it's such a weird kind of situation for them, I think, because I, I think that in a normal situation with all of their injuries, they'd almost feel like we're playing with house money, like we're supposed to lose, we have all these injuries – so if we go out there and beat the Bills, it's going to be great. But if we lose, ah, we're supposed to lose with all these injuries. But there's so much at stake if they do that. You can't just treat it like that. If they do lose this game, they go to the sixth seed and they got to go to Kansas City next week, right? It's, it's so as much as I think that you know they probably feel like okay, like we're really undermanned and you know nobody's really expecting us. They the pressure's on. They still have to win. They have to go out there and perform. And yes, maybe they lose the Dolphins, and that's the talk, which is. Hey, they've all these injuries; they couldn't overcome it, and I respect that and understand that they have a lot of injuries. But it doesn't change their situation after that if it happens. Would would it be completely insane to you if they approach this game because of the injuries and because of the fact that they already are in the playoffs? And yes, recognizing the difference between the two and the six, uh, if Mike McDaniel just said, "You know what, guys? We need, we need, we need, we need to just take it easy." 100% 100% would I think it'd be insane. I think it'd be reckless on his part. Okay. I think it'd be insane. I don't think it'd happen. My I don't think they would do that. The, those players who are playing in the game, I think would look at him and say, "Are you freaking kidding me? We have a chance right. to win a division title. We have a chance to be at home here in South Florida for two playoff games. Like take it easy." Now, I would say that you'd probably players would understand even if let's say Jalen Waddle was close, but 
yeah, you know what? We there's a risk that he could get more further damaged mm-hmm. if we put him out there and they decide against it. I think that would be respected from that regard, right. but in no way do I think that they would wave any sort of white flag and say let's just get on to next week. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. These, you know, uh, compounding injuries the Dolphins have on yeah. overall, but defensively, how how do you think it'll look Sunday night? Like, what will it amount to to not have Bradley Chubb in addition to the other guys who are missing? Guys, I just think it's such a tall task for a team to not have their top two pass rushers and what they have after that. I mean, they, they got a couple of guys that every once in a while can do a little bit, but I, they're really up against it as far as their pass rush is concerned. And then because of that, you know, the Bills, you know, might have time that, you know, you're not going to be able to, they might have to, maybe they'll have to resort to more blitzing, whatever, and Josh Allen usually kills the blitz. But also, I mean, if he has time in the secondary right now, they're also really hurting, obviously, and Xavier Howard didn't practice again today. You know, so, yeah, I think that it's a really tough task for them. Um, you know, so I, I think that Vic Fangio's got to figure out what he wants to do, how he wants to do it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he just basically said, invites the Bills to run the ball and says, look, I'm just not letting Josh Allen beat us. I will stay in this game as long as possible. Let them run the ball. We'll keep everybody back. We're not going to blitz. We're not going to put ourselves on an island back there. And you know what? If James Cook has 120 yards, that's fine. As long as I can stop them stop them in red zone once in a while and get a turnover, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they approach this game. This sounds like the script of the 2020 game here between the Bills and the Chiefs a little bit. Like the Bills sort of invited the Chiefs 100%. to do that, go yep. out and run it. And, you know, that was an eight-point game pretty late. So, you know, the, the Bills, even though they got run over in the game, were, you know, they were there. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think the Bills – they're going to look at what matchups they can exploit, take advantage of, especially if Howard doesn't play, which, like I said, it appears he's probably not going to. He missed again today. Um, Eli Apple is a guy that has been getting more playing time. Apparently he's going to play. Uh, he'll he'll get you know quite a few snaps, if not start, I guess. And that's probably an area where the Bills will look because Jalen Ramsey, the talk today in Miami is, does he shadow, does he travel with Stephon Diggs? I would say most people are guessing that's going to happen, especially the way Diggs beat them last time, and they don't want that to happen. So I think the Bills then have to look and say, okay, or where's our other matchups? And what they did last time, even when they did focus on Stefan Diggs with a monster game, you know, there's Gabe Davis, you know, to catch catch a long one and have a nice a nice day. So if Xavier misses, there cannot be a Howard picks off the Bills uh, opportunity. <laughs> oh my. I see what you did there. Yeah, sorry. Do you remember, Sal? I'm going to go. I'm 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 trying to dig up the box here uh, for the game. But that that opener in L.A. last year, like that's Ramsey on Diggs. I, but I, but I don't know like how how much of that was was that you know like what, was he shadowing him? But Diggs eight for one twenty two and a touchdown in that game. Yeah, that's right. And I remember that specifically, like beating him a couple times and looking at him after he did, you know, one of the times he beat him. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think the Bills would be, I don't think Josh Allen would be afraid to go after him. He's done that. He, he's done that. He's gone after him. Not only that time, I think another time when they played him, maybe against the Jags, but, um, you know, he's gone after Jalen Ramsey. Or maybe it was the Rams, either way. Um, I don't think that's the case. But I think what we've also seen here from the offense is he's not, not going to force the issue if. There are other people that they can get the ball to to you know have a better day. That'll be the case. I do think that Fangio will opt to do that. So you never know. Maybe the Bills move him around a little bit to try and get a favorable matchup, or they just say, "Look, that's fine. We'll we'll throw to Gabe Davis and James Cook and, and Dalton Kincaid." 
You know, this idea that, you know, you're comparing it to other games, that Chief game in, in Buffalo three years ago and how, all right, go ahead and run it, and then the Chiefs do that day and, and win. It's, it's what the Bills have wanted to do here in, in recent games besides, you know. Uh, they become much more of a run-heavy team. I think it's even right to say run-heavy, like flat out, mm. you know, relative to the rest of the league. So this might be where they want to be, and I think the prop numbers reflect that. I mean, Diggs at 60 yards for this game, and Davis and Kincaid in the mid-30s. Just the, the betting markets, at least, are not expecting a huge explosion from Allen in the passing game, and that there hasn't been one in a while here. The, the big question is, Sal, there's a few, I guess, like just how how intentional, if you will, it all is, that it's a, a philosophical change by the Bills, which I think it largely is at least. You've had games like the Dallas game where why not because it's just working so well. Uh, so I, I would predict they want to keep being this way and, you know, ultimately whether it can work to you're, – you're keeping underdogs close like the Patriots mm-hmm. and the Chargers by, by being this way, and it, it burned them at times earlier in the season when they were less run-heavy even. Uh, so that's what kind of scares me when the competition gets better. I hear you. I understand. But the reason you're keeping them close is you don't cash in on opportunities. I think the Bills still if, – if Miami Dolphins come out on Sunday and go, we're going to let you run the ball and we're just going to make sure you Josh Allen doesn't beat us, I think the Bills will be totally fine with that and try to do exactly what they did against the Dallas Cowboys and they beat the Dallas Cowboys 31-10. to And they cashed in on their opportunities. And they have to remember what they were in the red zone, but they scored touchdowns, right? I mean, like, that's what you have to do. That is the key. If you're going to do that, then you just – you could control the game. I think the Bills would be perfectly fine with and say, that's great. We'll control the game with our running game because we think we can make – you know, we can do that. It keeps them off the field. And But the problem is – the issue is you got to score, and you can't turn the ball over. There is less margin for error. There's no doubt yep. about that. But I don't think the Bills would mind doing that because I think they would feel confident in what they've done here in the run game and how they built it. I think what happened against the Chargers, what happened against the Patriots is the Patriots, they couldn't really run the ball that well. And, you know, it forced them into some situations, and they did not take advantage of any opportunities early on. They were two for five in the red zone. It was a bad day. They only got field goals out of those trips. Against the Chargers, turned the ball over a few times, and that's the recipe for getting what you get at the end of the game. The other thing that you did in the Dallas game that allowed you to keep running it is you shut them down. And so that's yep. that's maybe, you know, I, I don't know if that's a taller order here. I mean, the Dolphins are banged up, and the Cowboys have a lot of talent at quarterback and at receiver. So it's not like they were suffering coming into the game or anything. But that, that's the piece. Like, you need the D to do what you did. So, you know, because right, right – from Miami's perspective, what they'd want to do is get points and force you to then throw it into the teeth of their defense when you think you can't run it anymore. That's exactly right. You know, make make you one dimensional, and you know, I I think that you know Miami would probably want to hit some chunk plays in this game, force the Bills to okay, let, let's try let's try and play that game then, and then we're gonna we're gonna stay back and we're gonna pick off Josh Allen once, and we're not gonna let you, you you're gonna you're gonna not get patient. Uh, you're not going to be patient, and that would be exactly what they probably want to do in this game, Bulldog. So, yeah, and but I also don't think you know Miami's offense has been nearly what it was, obviously, early mm-hmm. in the season, right? They were breaking all these records. They score 70 points uh, the week before they play the Bills. It really hasn't been that great over the last you know month, month and a half. They've had a couple of games here and there. I mean, they, they did a really nice job against the Jets two different times, but really overall, even in that Dallas game, 
right. the Tennessee game, the night game at home. I mean, oh. really, the only reason they were even up late in that game is because of a couple bad, bad turnovers deep in their own end by the Tennessee Titans. But otherwise, I think Miami's, you know, just kind of been pretty good, not great overall mm-hmm. offensively in most of their games over the last half of the year. That's the really shocking game in all this. I mean, we're talking about at the beginning of this conversation, Miami's season and just what it what it will amount to ultimately. I mean, they were three games ahead in the race with five left. Yeah. And for the wow. Bills, they needed to lose they needed Miami to lose two and for the Bills to win four. And that's what happened. And the Tennessee loss was just shocking. One of the most shocking losses in the league this year for win probability. Like ninety nine point something right. was, was Miami. First team ever to be up fourteen points and yeah. lose in regulation with less than four minutes to play, which happened because Tennessee went for two smartly after their first touchdown, then were able to kick the extra point to win uh, to win that game. Wow, it's just that one just will haunt them if they end up going to Arrowhead Stadium next week because this game would be very different for the Bills right now, wouldn't it? Like it would just be sort of to get a wild card. They might even get it Saturday. Would have no chance at the AFC East. Some, well, there wouldn't be a night game if right. if uh, that all had happened. And just you know, you can maybe take it easy. But this is actually more fun. Right? This is more fun this way. I'm looking at their game-by-game game right now offensively. They have not, as a team, now net passing yards includes sack yardage lost. They have not, as a team, thrown for 300 yards since November 19th against the Raiders. The last six games, 228, 283, 208, 213, 284, 221, not even 250 in three of those games, half of them. That was a close game, too, that Raider game. There were turnovers in that yeah. game. Uh, the Bills have been over 300 themselves once since Tampa. Mm-hmm. The Eagles game. There you go. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if overtime, without overtime, if they got there. Because they had that first drive in overtime. So they might not have even gotten there that day. Uh, Sal, injuries, it's looking pretty good here relatively for the Bills. There's not much. Yeah, the Bills actually had only one player in their entire injury report who was not a full participant today, and that is Damar Hamlin. Um, Josh... Still with the right finger and neck, you know, listed full participant two days in a row. Nobody seems to think there's any issue with him, you know, being uh, able to play or being compromised on Sunday night, I guess. Um, And then you had Micah Hyde was the other one that was upgraded today from a limited to a full. Vaughn as well, but he was a vet rest. But um, Micah has the neck injury, but he was a full participant. And then we mentioned those guys. I mean, Mostert didn't practice again today. Tyreek Hill didn't practice you know, obviously we know what happened yesterday, unfortunately, with that fire at his house. So he was, um, I believe, excused for personal reasons, but he didn't practice today either. But their their list is long, and, you know, it looks like they might get Robert Hunt back. Uh, they might get Jerome Baker back. We'll see. Um, obviously, you know, those guys are important to them, but they have a very, very lengthy list. Robert Hunt is the offensive lineman who almost yeah. scored that touchdown against the Ravens. Uh, two years ago, the big one of the big guy touchdowns. Oh, right, right, right. He but, got flipped over right at the yes, one-yard line. It, yeah, right. it didn't count. I think that was Robert Hunt. Illegal the, touching or something. Yeah. Something. Uh, the the <laughs> Barnes Firm Injury Report. Car crash for help. Call 1-800-8-MILLION. All right, Sal. Ready? You don't even know what you, you have to be ready for here, probably, but I'm asking you. Um, whatever you throw me, I guess I'll be ready for. What's your perfect Week 18? I am ready for this because... I came on, I got connected and I said to Zach, I said, Zach, <laughs> I haven't been listening today. What have they been talking about? And he said, they've been discussing the perfect week 18 scenario. 
So I kind of formulated it in my head. And that's I think I'm right there, ready for that it. Is, that's yeah. some producing. I don't know why Zach would lie like that. We were talking about cat toys all day. <laughs> all right. So thank you, Zach, for the heads up. Guys, I think the perfect scenario for me is obviously the Bills win Sunday night. They are the two seed. And I think there are two scenarios where this, hap- this would happen. But it basically involves the Colts beating the Texans, which if you've seen the Texans injury report, you know they're missing some guys too. The Colts getting the seven seed. And the Colts coming to Buffalo in week one, seven versus two. I think the Colts are the team that I'd be most confident in of the four possibilities if the Bills do get the two and they play the seven. I wouldn't be super threatened by the Steelers. um, But, you know, with what they got going there at Mason Rudolph, and you guys know I I really respect Mike Tomlin and what he's able to do in one game. I mean, you just never know. Mike Tomlin can come up with something and TJ Watts there. So I think I'd rather see the Colts, but that's my ideal scenario there. I I agree with you. Now this is if Jacksonville wins. You need Jacksonville to win for yes. this to happen, or else the That's Colts correct. would win the division. I I think also they're the lightest yep. team left. I think I would like Houston to beat them. I don't know what their injury report is, like you do. Uh, but with Stroud back, I sort of like the Texans there. I think it's a one point line, and they're a little bit live for me, Houston, if they get in, just because Stroud is so good. Like I just don't think a min. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shoe team is right. a serious contender. So, Yeah, I mean, what would it take? Let's see. I'm, I'm, there's, only, there's two scenarios here I'm looking at. It would be Ravens. Or Steelers. Doesn't matter who wins that game, but you're right. It would have to be the Titans. As long as the Titans lose. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, Jackson if the Jags Bills. were to win. Jags were to win, that could happen. But the Bills have to win, obviously, to get the two seed to be in that position. And if all that happens but the Bills lose, they're out. Like if Pittsburgh, as we know, right. Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. <laughs> right. So I guess I'm playing with fire there, right? I'm, yeah, I'm playing bit, with fire. Now, bit. Well, yeah. you could have, well, you could have the Ravens in the scenario I'm looking at. The, you could have way. the Ravens beat the Steelers, and it still happens. If the Ravens beat the Steelers, you're in and you're going to Miami uh, next week if those other things happen, the Jaguars and the Colts. Or it doesn't even matter who wins the Colt game in that one. Just can't be a tie. Or you're hosting the Colts still. 
Well, if or the Texans, Bills, if I the guess. Bills lose, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Now that that's sorted out, ha. Mm. <laughs> I was right. out with my buddy Tim Benz today. You go on with Andrew Filipponi. I was out with Tim Benz in Pittsburgh. He's doing a kind of a walkthrough, and boy, there's, you know, they're really. I, did, I guess you know I didn't think about it, but it would make sense. They really, really need the Bills to lose. <laughs> what they need. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so they're like dialed in on that they'll, one, and they'll still get their. Me, What's the chances and all that? They'll still get their winning record. Isn't what that? Isn't that what they play for in Pittsburgh? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Last playoff win. Steelers. Um. Last playoff win. Wow. Oh my gosh. 2000. Super Bowl, Super they, Bowl year when no, they lost to the Packers. They won a game in Kansas City with Alex Smith the year before Mahomes took over. Right. Uh, they won a game in Kansas City, eighteen to sixteen. Like the fifteen season? Wow. Is that maybe then? I That's the the sixteen season. My, uh, sixteen season. Okay. Sixteen season. Wow. The next year, the seventeen season, they lose a high scoring game at home to Jacksonville in the playoffs. Remember that? Maybe forty five, forty two. The Jacksonville yeah, I do year. remember because the Bills lose a low-scoring game in Jacksonville and the Jags go to Pittsburgh That's and there's right. 40 points. Right. Their last playoff win, Pittsburgh, the 16th season at the Chiefs, and they lose the AFC Championship the next week. Okay. Thank you, Sal. Nice talking to you. Talk to you tomorrow. Yes, guys. See you then. Talk to you then. And there you go. That's our Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? That win over the Chiefs in the playoffs by Pittsburgh, their last postseason win, that was the Chiefs team, or was it? There were two Chiefs teams. No, it wasn't. You know what I was going to say? There were two Chiefs teams that won the division, the AFC West, unexpectedly. This was the second of the two with Alex Smith. I probably had a bet on them for me to confuse this. The previous (laughs) one was with Matt Castle. It goes back a few more years. That's the one where John Clayton bet me dinner if Kansas City (laughs) would – would win the AFC West that year. I never never converted on that, but, you know, that's all right. I, I, I used it. You know, I'm, I'm still <laughs> yes, using you it. Yeah, you still, you more, still are. More yeah. value than most dinners. I'm still, nice, I'm still using nice, it. Nice to get a John Clayton mention at 526 on a Thursday. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Time for a break. 803-0550 is the number. What's your perfect week 18? Sabres pregame at 6 with Paul Hamilton here on WGR. He's a useful player, right? I mean, number one, he is an asset in the run-blocking game. He's probably their best blocking receiver. And he is a vertical receiver who adds a legit dimension in that way. I think he's probably best as, like, your number three receiver. But he can play the X. He can handle vertical routes. I mean, no disrespect to this player, but, like, Mark Gonzalez-Scantling got three years, $30 million in free agency. Like, I think Dave Davis is a better player. Again, he hits the open market. He's going to get a lot a lot of money. I'm not sure that Buffalo needs to, like, go all out to keep Dave Davis but I I do think he brings a legit dimension. Our guest earlier today, Matt Harmon, receptionperception.com. Matt is somebody who has achieved the uh, admirable and somewhat rare status as a fantasy analyst who also, I think, gets a lot of respect from the the tape bros, Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. ball watchers, I think also uh, respect Matt, so... And the players, right? He's got Austin Eckler on every week, and I know Dawson Knox has been on with with Matt before. He's really built uh, quite a.
quite a great thing. Yeah, I, I was um, um, glad to find out he was going to be on today, and because as, as part of that conversation, you didn't hear the clip just now, but um, you know, he he talked about studying digs and his his routes and separation, and he doesn't see because you know you were wondering, we're trying to solve this puzzle, like what's happening here, right? Is there is there a drop off? Is he not getting as open anymore? Is he has lost a step? You know, whatever it is, is he hampered by some. And you know, Matt's opinion, looking at it very studiously, I I feel what what he imparted to us was he didn't really see that at all. He's pretty much the same guy he's been, and it's just different usage that's happening. And Allen is missing him. Like right. there there are plays in each game, even if they're short passes. Sal mentioned one, the first play of some game was the game where it was a short pass to Diggs and it was off. Like, you had a couple long ones against New England that we're just not really used to seeing, at least in recent uh, years, Allen missing. At the beginning of his career, he was kind of famous for it. Wow, this guy can throw the ball forever, but it's always off. Right. And then 2020, it was everything was just sort uh, sort of perfect there. What is your perfect Week 18 package here what are the best possible results you have how many teams could the bills play in round one they of course still have to qualify but they could play kansas city they could play the dolphins again they could play the steelers they could play the colts they could play the texans i think they could even play jacksonville we did that earlier i think Mm -hmm. there's six teams they could face in round one and four would be here Kansas City, of course, would be away. Miami, if they were to lose but still make it, would be uh, in Miami again next week. So you'll all have to go back there. You're all going there today, <laughs> coming back on Monday, going back next Friday. That's got to ha- that's got to be what happens if yep. that scenario is what we get. I I wonder how, if at all, how much of an impact that the the crowd has on on the Dolphins. Like, are they are they they must be expecting or, or know what's going to happen? I mean, they play there. Right, I don't know how that stadium is when, because I just have never really paid attention. I've watched the Jets play there. I've watched other teams, the Patriots, division rivals, play there with fan bases that would travel, uh, or that are transplants, you know, from the Northeast down to South Florida. Um, but I, so, but I don't know how pronounced it is. But if Bills fans have half the stadium on Sunday night, I, man, I would just, I would just feel like crap if i were a dolphins player we're playing this winner take all game we're gonna pour all this into it not winner take all but you know what i mean the big stakes topple the kings of the division get the two seed show that we can beat a good team all the things that they're trying to do and they're gonna come out and half of the stadium or more is gonna be bills fans like i don't know that would really bum me out i think if i were i mean we can relate not as players but the bills are the dolphins leafs a little bit I mean, there might be like Pittsburgh and certain other teams would be maybe similar. Maybe not as big a percentage of fans, but like Pittsburgh played the Chargers, I think it was this year. And, you know, you hear this happened even more recently than this. They had a, the Steelers had a game. Who did they just beat? It, wasn't the, it was a road game where they throw a pass to Pat Fryermuth and you hear the crowd <laughs> move like it's a Pittsburgh crowd. Who did they just yeah. beat? They just beat Seattle. Seattle. It was It was Seattle. It was in Seattle. Wow. Yes. Yes. Steeler fans are everywhere. That's way up at the corner of the country, too. You know, That's... let me check that. 
If it's actually Seattle, that's really demoralizing. I heard it. I heard I think it. That, that that rings a bell. It does ring I, a bell. I'm not saying it was half the crowd. No, but I know that I saw enough of that game on Red Zone, or just, I don't even remember if it was on. I saw enough of that game to know the announcers were talking about it. Okay, yeah. That That, that is the game, you're thinking. I, at least that, that lines up to me. I remember it being a thing that got noted on the broadcast, like, you know, yeah, quite a few Steelers fans here. Man, among this, this game doesn't need anything extra, but the show will never have sounded older than when I bring up games in the 90s with the Bills in Miami, often on a often in prime time. 92 was in prime time, 94 was in prime time, maybe 93 was too. They went down there and they just they always won those games. They won all those games on the road in Miami against Marino and Shula. Just the best. So there's the history aspect of this too. It's not what's, you know, paramount, but it's good. That totally works for like the aesthetics of it, if, if that's not, not the wrong way to put it, but I, like it just it fe- it just feels. I said this yesterday. Like it just feels like I, there's there's more caffeine in my coffee this week. Yeah, I've I felt the same way. The Bills will be in blue for this game, white pants. Miami right. then wearing white. That surprised me. Thought the Dolphins would do their aqua kit for this put, game, but put the uh, Bills in all white, maybe. Yeah. Well, they often wear blue at home. Like they've they right. Usually yeah. do that, I want to say, unless it's a hundred degrees out, mm-hmm. then they play the white uniform card. But not not the case this week. They'll wear whites uh, in a night game, and the, the weather should be fine. Right, some rain during the day. I've read, but by game time, it should be cleared out and like sixty degrees, minimal wind. I mean, whatever. It's Florida. As long as it's not raining, you're probably in good shape. Should be nice out. Yep. What are you going to do for this game? Uh, probably nothing. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really gotten around to any planning. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm a little nervous about inviting people over because the TV was acting weird the other day, and now it's oh, fine. No. And, like, I mean, weird enough that I got to, like, you know, okay, best, you know, best 65-inch TV right now. Like, I was Googling. Um that was like maybe Tuesday night that was happening with the TV. Wednesday morning it was fine. And it was fine again today. So, I, like, I don't know. But I, I'm a little nervous. Like, hey, you know, invite three, four, five friends over. And you know, <laughs> my TV just goes oh. on the fritz. Like, oh, my God. What you're, are we going to do? <laughs> you're in the middle of a curb episode. <laughs> right there. So I'm a little reliant. If any of my friends, they, they, you know who you are. There's a certain crew uh, that I will invite over for these games, night games especially. We've done it um, quite a few times over the last few years. Uh, if you haven't gotten the call yet or the text, this is why. I'm a little oh, nervous. I, I'd like to get through a couple of days consecutively, but, you know, whatever. I'm still going to be nervous because I feel like the TV was telling me on Tuesday, dude, you better call somebody. Streaming is where it's at, but I want to have a few friends over for the Super Bowl. We've talked about it, and the thing about that is it has to you know, hold up. The connection has to hold up, which it usually does. I haven't had any trouble with that. Okay, but these I'm on the island. Right. <laughs> so right. Yep. Uh, my internet goes out once or twice a day, um, at least. Oof. And the just for like a couple minutes. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, so this is just my consuming of the NFL. 
is I want to know what's going on in every game at the same time. So I've got the TV on, maybe Red Zone, but I don't really like Red Zone. I'll pick, if it's a decent game, I'll pick one of the games on locally and then have my computer with stats and play-by-play stuff or you know one other game maybe there and then my phone with uh, just everything going and the lag just must murder you well sometimes it really is like the fir- i watched the first half of the game sunday at home before coming in for post game and the my phone was three plays ahead mm. and, and twitter is three plays ahead too like a couple of the the beat reporters i follow mm-hmm. are just way ahead of the tv like right. allen throws a pick and the Bills don't even have the ball yet. Like, it's just way, it's way behind. <laughs> right. I don't think I want to watch a Super Bowl like that. I don't need the phone for the other games. Right. But, you know, if right. I've got a party right. going yeah. and these guys are just, somebody sends them a text and it's like, yeah. oh, can you believe that? Like, that that happened to me with fantasy uh, tournaments I was in where I have partners. And you get the googly eyes. Like, all right, something is about to happen here. Julius, mm-hmm. come here. This is going to be a t- This is going to be good. The, yeah. t- it was T. Higgins against the Steelers. We had a team where we had Higgins that Saturday game a couple of weeks ago, and so we're in. I'm, my TV's in commercial, what? and and it's googly yeah. eyes. Yeah, First yeah. play out of the timeout is an eighty-yard touchdown pass to T. Higgins. Yeah, you probably remember it. Yeah. I so do. that's not ideal, but yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't have that all that going on. Like I, I and and I look. I guess it's probably part of the reason I'm not on Twitter a lot during the games. I mean, I, I it's chiefly because I just think it's too much of a emotional roller coaster, and I like to try to avoid it. Um, but it it all it, I think it is also this where where it really was troubling to me is when Owen was in Albuquerque and he'd be watching you know like a network feed of the game, like a regular you know broadcast of the game, and from Albuquerque he'd be texting me like. Like digs exclamation right. points, and I'm 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 like okay, here comes the digs play, <laughs> you know. And it wasn't that much of a lag, but it was enough for him to fire off a text, you know. So you know, 15 seconds maybe, whatever it is, be like, oh, yeah. so you know, I I don't miss that, I guess. This happened. Same thing <laughs> happened to me with the opening kickoff Sunday. Like, the the it was literally in commercial, and Twitter said the Patriots. I was actually thinking about it. Maybe it's my fault that it happened, Jalen Rager, because some people on Twitter, when the like the Bills defer, so they'll write that maybe our our own account even did this. The Bills defense will start on the field, and I think to myself when I see that, not necessarily, <laughs> right. not necessarily. Right. Like if they run the kickback, your defense is not starting on the field. <laughs> no, so no, I right. I am to blame for that, and so. That that's on Twitter touchdown and the, my uh, TV was still in ads. Yeah. Well, you know it's life on the wire. That is life on the wire. That's right. Sabers tonight in Montreal. Paul Hamilton will join us for pregame at the top of the hour. Time for your calls at eight oh three oh five fifty. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR. Welcome back Thursday night hockey. The Sabers in Montreal. Paul Hamilton on site will join us in 10 minutes talk about the Sabres in tonight's game. Great. I know. Uh, You said it. Earlier today I mentioned, very early, um, Joe Flacco. So you had a good line there. Like I said, what if they make a run? You said they already have made a run. If it ends with a 19-9 Wild card loss to Jacksonville. We all know what to do. Watson is getting the money. Mm-hmm. There won't be much of a firestorm, or at least it won't be a raging one. 
in Cleveland for next year. No matter what happens, though, there'll be some support for Joe Flacco to be the Browns quarterback for real. Mm-hmm. And he may end up, because of Watson and that situation, somewhere else instead. If he wants to play, I bet he does after what's happened you know, these few weeks. Yep, I, I think that's probably. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't think he'll have to. I don't think he'll be on his couch next November for somebody to call him like the Browns did. If it was that late, I feel like it was that late. If you if you had a team like Atlanta, maybe there's a coaching change or Washington. How would you feel about like trying? They're they're different. Washington's been doing this over and over. Like Wentz, these kind of moves. I mean, I, I would probably scoff at mm-hmm. at signing Flacco to be the starting quarterback. But it, would I be right? Probably. Probably. It, 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 can, it cannot be sustainable. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would be a little bit like, I don't know, there was a year there, the Jets with Fitz when they missed. He was just like, just good. They were close. And then he fitzed and threw like three interceptions in the fourth quarter against the Bills and they didn't make the playoffs. I forget what year this is. Maybe if you're ready to say it, say it. If 15. not. 15 i don't know um and yeah rex certainly was our coach i did not want the jets to come in here and beat the bills to make the playoffs with rex as the bills coach after having been the jets coach it was all that um and but then they ended up bringing him back and like that that's probably flacco it just is not i just can't imagine it i think he'll get a job next year and someone will regret it i guess is what i'm saying by the way, 2015, because Rex is two years and 16, he doesn't make it to the end of the season. Right. Um, did you know that that season, 2015, the Jets 
with Ryan Fitzpatrick is the last Fitzpatrick is the last Jets quarterback to throw for 20 touchdown passes in a season. 20. He had 31. Wow. For the last 4 years no one has thrown for 10. That's insane. How can that be a real I know, it's it's true. Because they go through different guys. Yep. And no Jet quarterback has thrown for as many as 10 touchdown passes in any of the last four seasons. That is just incredible. Longest right. playoff drought in big sports, the Jets. Count on Aaron Rodgers to straighten all that out for them. Next you know, year. there's a pretty good chance if he stays on the field, he gets to 10 this yeah, year, but that's probably right. He didn't. Yeah. Coming up, Paul Hamilton and Sabres pregame. Sabres Canadians here on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 